Let's all stand together for just a scripture reading. Uh, it's already 1130. I'm going to try to get done pretty quick. And uh, nothing tonight, as Brother Johnson was uh, saying. Where's Chad? Oh, he come. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm making him do this. <laughs> Psalms 138 and 7. Hallelujah. I, uh, while you're getting there, uh, we went up to Gettysburg and uh, visited the girls up there the other day. And, and um, Sister Johanna's mom is always an inspiration to us, uh, Sister Sidak. And this is the inspiration from her that kicked this thought off. And I may make a, I may bungle all this up and make a mess, but it, it gave me a, a thought, and I began to roll that around. Uh, but she told me about a, uh, told me about a man that she's been visiting or witnessing to out on the street, and he knows the Bible and he's been through some things. But he began to quote a scripture the other day, and she just finished it for him. And it kind of surprised him, and they got in a good discussion. But he loves God, but he's had a lot of struggles and had a lot of, and so I think that she's there to help him. But he had a question that he asked her. He asked her, what was it? What kind of a traumatic situation, what kind of a problem or situation did you have in your life that caused you to turn to Jesus? And I got to thinking about that after she said that. First off, I thought, hey, you don't have to have a problem. No, you don't have to. Have. You can just come to God just like you are when everything is well. But to be totally honest with you, the more I thought about it, probably every one of us. Now, maybe we was brought up in the church and as a child, but, you know, we just went because Mama said go and Daddy made us go. But, but, but if you live long enough, then you'll get to a point what mama and daddy, what they did or said or made you do really don't count. This, this, is, this is your own deal, you and God. And so you have to face God for yourself. And it may take a traumatic situation in your life to bring you face to face with the fact that you have to have God and you desperately need God. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, this is this is good and this is real and I think God's going to help us. The psalmist in 138 7, 7, 38 and 7 though I walk in the midst of trouble, everybody say trouble if you live on planet earth you'll have some trouble and the longer you live the more stories you have to tell about trouble. Alright this is David Amen. In the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Oh, I like this part of it. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm going to preach to us, if the Lord will help me, uh, on this subject. The good thing about bad things. Listen, I'm gonna, I, always, I feel like I'm, I have a positive streak in me in the midst of all of the, the negative. And what that means is that, yes, we have hardships. Yes, we have disappointments. We have sickness and we have pain and everything else in our lives, just like other human beings. But in all of those hardships, I believe that if we look close enough, I believe that if we look in there and we dig around, we're going to find something good 
even in the bad times, even during the times of our struggles. Hallelujah. So if you'll just help me, if you'll just help me, I'll help you maybe. Amen. Talk about the good thing. Amen. About the bad things. Let's uh, look around at a couple of people. Let's bless a couple of people. Amen. Uh, even if you have to look across the aisle, bless you. Bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you. I'm glad to see you. Bless you. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. From time to time, we, every one of us, have staggered under weights too difficult for us to bear. We just can't hold up under it. I'm, I'm talking about heavy emotional burdens that will crush the soul. I, 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 could, I could walk out here, wouldn't have to be the spirit, it's just because I'm, uh, I'm your pastor, and put my hand on some of you, amen, and, and pick you out. I'm not going to do it, but some of you have been through some tough, tough struggles just in the, in the past few months, amen. Just things, burdens, and situations that will literally crush you, but thank God you hung around and you knew where to run and you knew where to come to. Job 14 and 1, he simply said it this way, man that is born of a woman, that's all of us by the way, is a few days and full of trouble. You're not here very long is what he was saying. But, but, but you're going to have trouble during that short period of time that you're here. Now, whether we accept it or not, part of being a human being and living here on earth is bearing burdens. Now, in Psalms 38 and 4, David said, For mine iniquities... Now, I looked at this in a couple different translations. It got really interesting here, but this is pretty good, just a regular old King James. He said, For mine iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. <laughs> Folks, listen. I could just stop on that scripture right there and just talk about that for a while and relate to probably a, almost every one of you right here. When you get to that point, that's when God will move in and begin to touch you and bless you and heal you if necessary. Amen. When you get to the point where you're willing to say it, this is too much for me. Amen. Listen, listen I'm, I'm going to get on somebody's street here just a minute right now. Amen. So just fasten your seatbelt. Some of us would like to believe that we're tough enough to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. I mean, we tell ourselves all the time. That's the spirit of this world, by the way. If you don't get in the altar and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then that's how your human nature, especially men, men's worse than, than, than women, amen, amen. We tell ourselves that there are just few things that we can't handle and just few things that we can't, oh, I can do this, I can handle this. Well, you know what God will do? Just let you suffer. He'll just let you keep on straining until your neck veins are popped out. and You just do that on your own. Amen. But we, you know, we just, we tend to cling to a stubborn streak when it comes to asking for help. And again, men are worse than the lady folks. Women are more tender. They break down and weep quicker. A man is ashamed of that. Oh, that shows weak. No, it doesn't. It shows that you're human. 
Hallelujah. It's the just look how tough I am mentality. It's the I'll take care of myself attitude. Don't need nobody. Me and Jesus got all this worked out. Let, let me, let me, I got on something on Thursday night. Just felt like the spirit just nudged me a little bit and just talked about it just a little bit. It didn't do to teach on for a while. But let me just throw this in. The spirit of pride. And let that soak in just a little bit. Pride goes before destruction. And again, that's another spirit in our country here. You know, we're, we're, we're proud to be an American, and we're proud of this, and we're proud of what we do, all right? So that spirit is there all the time. God is preaching to us through his prophets and through his, through his writers that, that, we, that unity is what we want and what we need. Agreement is what we need. And you've got to come together to have some agreement, all right? That's what church is all about, ladies and gentlemen. It's about coming together in agreement. Now, here's what pride will do. It doesn't say it out loud most of the time, but it demonstrates something else. It demonstrates independence. I can do this all by myself. I can take the church or leave the church. No, you can't. You cannot. Listen to me closely. You cannot make it without the church. You have to, where two or three agree, touching anything. God said, oh, God, here's, I know God does, but there are some prayers you can't get through. There are some burdens you can't bear. There's things you cannot handle, whether you want to confess that or believe that or not. Amen. You need a church. If you looked up, if you, if you went on your computer or your little iPad and you just keyed in together, I think I've talked about this before, there's pages of together. Every, scriptures that are related just have the word together in it. It's after a while you get to thinking, you know what? I think God's trying to tell me something here. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be there in the midst. And it just goes down the line until the fact, the very end, and all winds up. The Bible said we're going to be caught up together. There ain't nothing God likes about independence and separation. All by myself, I can do it. So just swallow that pride, men. And get your hide to church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just stopped by to tell some of us that there's a limit to what you can carry on your frail human shoulders. I said there is a limit. You know, speaking of limit, you know, I, I, I read somewhere that, of course, Brother Ruck, in those South American countries, they use a llama. Now, uh, it's, a, it's a beast of burden. Now, it's not as strong and tough as a horse or a mule, or, or a, but, but they do use it. And, I, and on those mountain trails, they use the llama. I never heard of that. But, but I read something about the llama. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. They tell me that a llama will refuse to carry a pound more than it, than it figures it should. One pound. I don't know what the limit is, you know, but, but if it thinks it ought to pack 60 pounds, it will not tolerate 61 pounds. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I did read this, uh, but it sure makes a good story. It makes a good point. I can bring out my pointer. <laughs> if it's not, it ought to be true. Hallelujah. Praise God. If someone puts 61 pounds 
on that llama. You know what it does? It will, it will drop to its knees. And it will stay there until you lift that offending pound off of its back. I wish more of us knew our limit. So we would run to the Lord, stay on our knees until the weight was lifted. I, I wish some of us would get that. I, I wish we knew that, that the altar's the place. I can't take this anymore. I'm not going another step. You know what I think that would do? I, you know, God is so, he is so equitable and he is so sensible about things and he has so much common sense. And when we just say, you know what, God, I can't, I, this is it. I think that moves God, our honesty. It moves God to the point that he would lift that burden. Some of us are, right now, we feel the pressures of things on us. We, we feel things coming down on us. And it's amazing. Listen, I've been preaching for about 40 years now or over. And, and, and it's amazing. I'll have things going on in my life, and I'll struggle and wrestle with it. Oh, I know. I'm probably being too transparent for some of y'all. You might lose confidence in me after I tell you this. But, I, but I'm like, it's true. I, I, I'll just be suffering through some things. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, right, I need to pray. Our human nature is clouded. It clouds the spiritual and it blocks us from what God wants to do. And so all of us, you know, we fall prey to this kind of thing. And so, oh yes, right. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer changes things. So no, I'm just going to fall on my knees right here. I'm not going another step. I can't take this anymore. God has the remedy. He has the healing. He has the deliverance for me. Why wouldn't I pray? Why wouldn't I call on him? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So we got these pressures and, you know, from the death of a loved one to marital situations to finances, you, you, you name it, we got it. Weights from physical illness, burdens from the past, things that just linger and just hang on us. And, and whether we like to admit it or not, there's plenty of good Christians, you know, who can find no place to rest and no place to hide. It, it, it's sad. We put on our, our Pentecostal smile and, and, you know, we wear our Pentecostal Christian uniform to church and act like everything is all right. But what we need is a deliverance. Hallelujah. And don't tell me time will take care of it. <laughs> Oh, time will take care of it? Well, let me ask you something. You think time will fix a leaky roof? You think time will fix a flat tire? That's just about what that's like. Oh, it just leave. Oh, just, just drive it a while. It'll give it time. No, you're going to have big problems. You keep driving that flat tire. And we, and we could go on and on and tell you things that time will not fix. And so a broken heart, you, you, you just, you know, it may dull a little bit, but you still got it in there. I mean, you have to deal with some things. I hate to deal with it. But you know what? I, that's a flat tire. I got to do something with it. 
you got to deal with it. <laughs> you got to deal with that scrape on the side of that beautiful car you got. <laughs> it, hey, it won't, I promise you, Nicole, it will not fix itself. We're just going to wait on that paint, that nice paint job that's been scraped down the side. I've not even seen it yet. You just, she just told me about it. I like, I cringe because I think that's a beautiful car she's got. Well, let's just wait on that, you know, and see what happens, you know. No, you just keep waiting. You just keep waiting. <laughs> you have to unpocket some money <laughs> and get that thing fixed. <laughs> That's what we have to do with the problems we got on the inside of us. We hide them good and cover them good and act like everything's all right. What we need, we need to buckle under the load of saying, don't be ashamed of it. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to get in this altar and I'm not leaving. I, I, I'm going to get a Jacob spirit on me. Even the angel of the Lord said after that wrestling match went almost all night, amen, the angel said, let me go. It's breaking. And guess what? Old hard-headed car salesman, you know, Jacob <laughs> probably had a polka dot tie and a striped sport coat on. Needed a haircut. He said, I'm not letting you go. He probably had a mullet. <laughs> I'm not letting you go until you bless me. That's when God does bless you. That's when God, I, no, let me go. No, it was a test. I'm not letting you go. Why? Because I can't take this. I can't face my angry brother that I treated bad. I stole his birthright. I cheated him out of that. <laughs> now I got to face the music. You know, it's like people going around unfriendly all the time, wondering why people don't like them. Duh. To have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. People wonder why the world's turned against them. Beat them up all the time. You need beating up. In fact, when I come by, I'm going to hit you a couple licks. <laughs> I get a chance. I, my kids, y'all, my kids, when they were, I used to make them so mad. I'd get them so upset because I used to sing little songs to them. <laughs> and I'd sing old songs, you know. I'd, especially Laura, she'd get upset. Chad was pretty bad about it. I'd say, smile a while and give your face a rest. Raise your hands to the one you love the best. Turn around to someone near. Shake their hand and smile. Oh, they wouldn't smile. And I'd just sing in another verse. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Just smile. Ain't no sense in not smiling. I used to really make Laura upset when I'd sing Merle Haggard's version of In My Next Life. In my next life, I want to be your hero. And, and she really wouldn't laugh about that one, you know. I just like, I, you know. <laughs> but the, it's funny about it. It's funny. The, 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 the angrier look they got on their face, the funnier it was to me. And I know I was, I know I was tormenting them. I, you know, I'm sorry I'm doing this, but. You don't smile at me, I'm going to torment you. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to sing again if I don't see some of y'all smile. I'm going to sing another song here. <laughs> Amen. Folks, listen. 
Time will not heal sins of the past. It will not remove the burdens of guilt and shame. Time won't do that. The psalmist described how overwhelmed he was with fear and pain and trouble. In Psalms 55 and 6, he said, So I said, Oh, that I had wings. This is one of my favorite chapters, one of my favorite passages right here. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Verse 8, watch this. He said, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. What David, what David did was, you know, he described exactly how we feel when all hell seems to be pressing in and coming down on us and around us. Let, let, let me get out of here as fast as I can. But folks, listen, geography don't make a whole lot of difference when the pressure's on. You, you can't change locations and expect all that to be lifted off of you, all that. No, that's not it. Listen, this is the good thing about the bad thing, all right? Our burdens bring us to the Lord. I'm pressured into coming to the house of the Lord. Our troubles drive us to our knees. Some burdens are too heavy to bear. They're what I call God-sized burdens. And some of us act like we're God. But until we learn this lesson, Here's what we'll continue to do. Just stagger along under heavy weights that's put on us from the world and all that's in it. We'll just drag. Listen, and what kind of witness are we going to be just with our nose barely above the water level? How many people are we going to impress for Jesus where we have this sour you know, mule-eating sawbriars look on our face all the time. Y'all don't know what that is. Maybe we'll say it like this, like a mule looking at a new gate. <laughs> My country roots are coming out right now. <laughs> like a bump on a dill pickle. Like a stump full of hoo owls. No, we need, to, we need to get a bounce in our step. Well, I don't feel like it. It ain't about you and your feelings. I've been hurt. Well, so have everybody in this room and everybody in this world has been hurt. I've been disappointed. I've been let down. So is ever. I could go on and on. You can name anything you want. And it's happened to everybody else. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't know why some of you are smiling because I know some things some of you are going through. But you smile. I'm glad you are. This world needs to see that. Didn't he say, let your light shine before men that they may see what? Your good works. And that's going to cause them to go. Who wants to worship somebody's God or serve somebody's God that don't ever, apparently don't ever do nothing for them? As sad as they look and as bad as they look. Hallelujah. Just thought I'd just slap you around a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start trying to close here. All right. I can't think of very many things that would 
be worse than having a child that was demon possessed. Demon possessed. It, it, it happens. It happened back in the Bible. Have several occasions. That's the case in Matthew 15 where the woman from Cana, remember she came out and she followed and worshipped the Lord. But I, I just let me just throw just a little of that out. This is a whole sermon, but I'll just give you just a little tidbit of this here. Amen. Verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, lest the Lord and his disciples were traveling, passing through, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But you know what? You know what he did? The Bible said he answered her not a word. That would have done it for a lot of us right there. Man won't talk to me. Man won't be nice to me. He won't be friendly to me. I know all that's important, and we ought to all do that. But but it didn't it didn't bother her. Listen, you have to be on your toes. You know, you have folks you have folks come to church, and if it's not all just right, or how they think it ought to be, they go on down the road. Right on down the road. Apparently, in our neck of the woods, doctrine doesn't matter. It don't matter what they preach, what they how they baptize. It don't matter if people if, if receive the Spirit or don't receive. It doesn't matter to some folks. Just so they treated nice, and so they got nice programs. You'll get ruined if you stay around here very long because doctrine does make a difference. You know, Paul left that. Many other left. You know, Amen. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort what? With all long suffering and doctrine. Keep, keep, keep. But for why? For the time will come when they will not endure. One translation said they won't put up with it, won't put up with strong doctrine. But they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. Doesn't matter to some folks. What they preach, just so they're nice. Well, we're going to try to be nice, but in the midst of that, we're going to try to tell you the truth, all right? We're going to tell you you do need to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. There's a reason for all that and all the whole rest of the doctrine. Amen. But this woman right here, uh, he didn't even answer. And when he did say something, it was basically, my ministry is not here for you. Now, that, if that hadn't got us that first not even speaking to us, then that statement when he finally, finally did get something out of him, that would have took care of it. That would have ended it for most of us. I'm not going back to that church. Would have done it right there at the end of it, right there. It really wasn't nice to me. Oh, so it's not for me then. You talk about a, a, a case of prejudice and going on right here, and our Lord Jesus did it, all right? Verse 25 Watch this, what she did. You talk about not giving up. Then came she and worshipped him. Cool. Saying, Lord, help me. Listen, she never, here, this is what we've got to get. This is, this is the, the gist of the whole message. She never would have gotten half that far if not for the seriousness of her problem. She had a burden that she could not carry. She had come as far, she, as far as she could go. 
Now, you know what? I preached this before. I'm going to say it again. You give yourself a bunch of options, guess what? You'll take them. It pressure get on enough. It get tough enough. Preacher get heavy-handed enough. We start drawing the line straight enough. Well, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll get called to the mission field or something. Anything to get out of here. Did you hear me? I'm saying we got to narrow this thing down where we don't pet and stroke this flesh. We don't, it's not good in the spirit world for us to just give in to this flesh and give it everything it needs. So when we start getting on it, if we got an option, we'll take it. I'll take that. I'll go. I'll be out of here. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but she didn't give herself an option. He could do what he wanted. He could say what he wanted. His disciples could try to kick her away and say, get away. He's too busy for you. Guess what? She worshiped him. She, listen, listen, worship is like a magnet to Almighty God. When we humble ourselves. You know, he, the Bible said, and I think Brother, somebody, Brother Thompson probably quoted it, he resists the proud. You, you want to get God going the other way from you? Listen, you just stick your neck and your head up just a little higher and really think you're something. Get your chest out. You don't really think that you got a hold of it. Listen, God is a million miles from you. But, but, but a woman like this that had nothing but a demon-possessed daughter, and she was in desperate need of help. And, and thank God for people who go to prayer for their children. Don't give up on your lost children. Don't give up on your wayward sons and daughters. Just keep hanging in there and get to the place like this woman. And just worship God. Oh, get away, it's not time yet. And she worshiped him. Her situation was so bad, amen, that there was no way that she could give up. Now, that's, that's maybe I have to think about that just a little bit. It's so bad I can't, no, no, no. It's so bad I can't give up. That's where we have to get. I know this kind of, you know, it's kind of intense right now. And, and, but, but, but we need to get this part before we can do anything else. You got options? You probably won't get your prayer answered. Well, I can do that. What? You probably, no. But when you run out of, of, of answers to your questions, when you run out of solutions, that's when God's going to do it for you. She had no place else to go. She was so low that the only way to go was up. She couldn't go down any further. Let's all stand together and I'm going to try to close. I think some of us probably have been to that point. You know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that when I was a kid, we used to we used to, we had a lake pretty wide right in front of our house. The bayou came in the back. We was on a point out on a peninsula. We, I mean, during the summer, summer months, we was in swimming every day that rolled around, fishing, water ski, anything that had to do with water because the water was there. But we take a lot of our friends. We was kind of like fish and ducks, and you know, it's just we just in the water and out of the water. But I remember taking friends. We say, "Hey, let's just swim across. There's a pier over there. We'll, we'll and there's a swing and a tree, and we'll swim across. Pretty good ways across there, hundred yards or so across there. And so we would, we would uh, maybe a little more. But I remember having some friends that we would swim. We'd get halfway, and they'd say, "Man, I can't make it. I got to go back." I'm like, you're halfway. It's the same over there it is to here. I, I, some friends, I couldn't get that through their, 
oh, I, you know, they run out of breath, you know, like, I, I got to go back. No, it's just the same. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of that, but it's just like, I think in the spirit, Sister High End, I think we're halfway. And we're like, I don't know if I can. It's just the same if you just kept going. In fact, it'd be a little easier. You don't even have to turn around. Just keep going. I've coached. I've coached kids swimming. Swim along beside them. You say, hey, just keep going. I'll give you a little lift here. You know, we'll just, we'll just get you on a cross there. Just take it easy and just breathe easy. Hallelujah. Amen. You're almost there. Amen. We're going to get across this thing, church. We're going to get through this thing. But we're going to get through it when we accept help. And to do that, we have to confess and admit I'm not as tough, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And God, I need your help. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't have any sad stories to tell, amen, to try to convince you to pray a little more. And, but, but, but I just feel like that we just probably ought to. We ought to just say, God, forgive me for my arrogance. Forgive me for my pride, for thinking that I can do more than what I really can. I really can't do much, God. And I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. You know, you know, Brother Thompson, Naaman really didn't have much faith. When I get to these places, I just kind of feel like I'm just feeling out in the dark in the spirit. But, but, I, but I feel like God's talking to somebody here. Naaman didn't, you know, I know we preach faith. You know, faith moves mountains. Obedience does so much. The little servant said, Naaman, you're a leper. But, if, you know, if we got over here in my country, we can, the prophet over there, he can get you healed of this stuff. But when he got there, the story goes that the prophet didn't even go out to greet him. He just sent a servant out, <laughs> told him to go dip in Jordan seven times. Made him angry. The Bible said he left in a rage, Naaman did. Dip in Jordan seven times, it's muddy. The Syrian rivers are, are, are much better and clearer, and, and he's, he's telling me to. So, so when a, another servant that he had said, you know, Naaman, if he'd have told you to do some great thing, you wouldn't have had a problem with that. So it's just some simple. He convinced him to go do something he didn't want to do. So obviously, as you read the story, Naaman really didn't have a lot of faith, maybe no faith. But he's like, what do I have to lose? I'm a leper. I'm going to die. I'll try anything. That's where we have to get. Even though you don't have faith, even though if you can confess that, but you know what? I can be obedient. I can stand on my feet and I can lift my hands. I can be obedient. I, I, you know, I, you said it. I think Naaman was probably surprised when he came up and looked at himself. And the Bible said he had skin as smooth as a baby. It wasn't faith that did that. It was obedience. And so I believe that there's folks here, and you have a right to doubt. You have a right to, well, you know, you, 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 know, you might have seen preachers mess up and, and, you know, been let down and, you know, 
you know, things have, you've seen things in the past to, to cr- cause you to doubt. Okay, that's all right. We'll accept that. Right. Amen. But, but listen, let's just be obedient. Let's go ahead and dip. <laughs> let's just do it the same amount of whatever the prophet, let's just do that. What's it going to hurt? That's where our deliverance is. Hallelujah. That's the good thing about the bad things. He did have leprosy, but out of obedience, there's a way through this thing. There is a way out of this. There's help from above. There's power. There's strength. There's authority. There's guidance. There's blessings. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your sweet presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, you know, I've, I've had my old guitar stuck back there, Brother Jay, and for two or three days, I'm not playing it right, but I'm getting a little better at it. I just picked it up. Brother Larry needed you there with me. Amen. And in the key of F, and I, uh, but I just... You know, I'm depending on you. I'm depending on you. Nobody else could ever love me like you do. I'm depending on you. I'm depending on you. I'm depending on your love to see me through. I'm depending on you. I'm depending on you. Nobody else could ever love me like you do. I'm depending on you. I'm depending on you. I'm depending on your love to see me through. Hallelujah. I'm depending on him. Hadn't been able to get it all together yet. Still working on it with the help of the Lord. Amen. And you know what? God's going to help me take some of you right on through. Amen. I'm going to encourage you today. Amen. Don't try to bear all those burdens by yourself. It's not a sin, not a shame to confess that you just can't do it. And that's when the Spirit of the Lord's going to come. Amen. He's going to bless you. Feel the blessings coming on right now. Can I just speak a word of faith? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I release it. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We take it home with us. We take it into our homes. And young people, when you're walking in school tomorrow and then the next week and the next, I want you to remember one thing. You're not walking alone. You may feel like you're alone, and in the flesh you might be alone, but the Spirit of the Lord, we're, in fact, we've already prayed, and we're just going to speak it. Amen. In Jesus' name, the holy presence of God, almighty God's going to be with you in every class, be with you in those hallways in the name of Jesus. He's our friend that sticks closer than a brother. Hallelujah. We're taking this out of here. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Anything else? Anything else? Is that it? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen, God bless you. Let you get out of here. Make sure you shake hands with folks. 
Amen. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Some, they don't, some people don't know until you do. Say it. Let it come out. Glad you're part of our church. Hope we can help you and bless you. Amen. Call us if you need us. We're going to be in prayer every day for every one of you and your children. Amen. And don't forget to pray for those folks that are sick. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus.